Welcome to Inside the Monster with Steve Peralt and Joey Capone. We are back. We're back. We're we're back. The the Inside the Monster podcast is back. This is episode 12. It is brought to you by Odyssey. And, Steve, you, um, seem, you seem down, dude. Is everything okay? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I mean... <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's just say, smart on us for taking a couple hours after game three of this series, digest a little bit before doing an episode right then. You know? Joey, what what is going on, man? What What is happening? What is happening with this team? I don't know what I'm watching. There was a quote. Let me just real quick. I never want to botch a quote. I always want to make sure mm-hmm. that, especially if one of my buds had it, Ian Brown, very nice individual, writes nice for MLB.com. He had this quote from Bogey after the game two loss. They were all losses. Uh, if you're just if you're just tuning in now, <laughs> the Red Sox lost them all. This came in from uh, <laughs> this comes in from Ian Brown. Uh, this hey, was Ian. after <laughs> this is after Saturday's loss. And it was Xander Bogart saying, I don't know how it's possible with this lineup that we're playing like this. Well, now, we'll Joey, tell you. Joey, mm-hmm. I totally agree. It's We're at the point now where it just doesn't add up. Like, this, this doesn't, you know, we're about to get into, Joey and I each have a top three reasons, top three issues with the 2022 Red Sox so far. That has led to a historically bad 10 and 19 start to the season in the first year of Inside the Monster, which is great. And I totally hear Xander Bogarts there, and I totally agree. How do you have a lineup like this that starts 10 and 19, especially mm-hmm. Joey Capone, especially when the starters are doing their thing? Obviously, there's been some rough starts here and there, but overall, our guy Justin's always, I'll give him credit, he always keeps it positive on Twitter, Red Sox, at Red Sox Notes, and basically after every start, it's always like, all right, last 15 starts, Red Sox starters have like a 1-7 ERA, and it's just, uh, you know, over and over and over again. Saw a lot of people in the replies on Twitter on set, specifically on Saturday, because at least Sunday was Mother's Day. I think a lot of people were distracted. There was a bees game, go bees, two to two in that series. Pucks in deep, cycle it. But with Saturday, it hurt a little differently because I think a lot of people were watching, and that one just stung a certain amount. And a lot of people mm-hmm. in the replies, like I mentioned, were, were putting the uh, Groundhog Day gif uh, with Tom Hanks, and mm-hmm. it's. It's totally true. It feels like we are watching the same movie over and over and over again, and there's no reason to get excited because we know how it ends. What are you? What are your thoughts, yeah. Joey? So, uh, to your point about how this lineup shouldn't be putting up the numbers that they are, there was a narrative being thrown around. It's still being thrown around, but it was thrown around more in the first couple weeks of the year, uh, and that's the dead balls. 
Yeah. And to me, that was really reassuring. I don't know about you, but uh, I mean, I watch. Oh, it explained. It explained a lot, especially Doogie. Yeah, and it's like I watch. I don't know. Uh, f- three or four out of market games a week and even then it's like you know i watch a handful of innings but i'm not i'm not somebody who like i don't have like you know seven screens going i'm not like glued you know across the majors you know i I watch the socks so when i heard that these numbers like hey hitting's down everywhere i was like okay cool that's not just us and it seems as though steve although the dead ball talk is still out there it the numbers are not across the league what they are in Boston. Yeah. So no, I don't the, know what the, the, biggest the answer's not the balls. I'll say that. And it was, to your point, it felt reassuring as a Red Sox fan that a couple weeks into the season, it was the talk amongst all the teams. Yeah, You exactly. had Bassett there on the Mets, a team that's buzzing, talking about, you know, the balls are all different. You, you, they feel different. They react different off the bat. And we were seeing that watching the game. I noticed that the first time in Tampa, I was like, what the hell is going on here? Like, it, this, the ball was dying when it really looked like it was crushed. And it still happened a little bit. This weekend was funky because there was a lot of wind. So it was a little hard to, you know, decipher what was causing a ball to stay in and what wasn't. The ball was flying all over the place. Not in a normal way at Fenway where it's going out, but it was just literally in the air going all over the place. And guys mm-hmm. had no idea what to do. So... That element of it I hate, by the way. It's like, oh, great, balls in the air. Like, what's going to happen? Like, you just want the reassurance of a pop-up's going to be caught. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't really have that at Fenway this weekend. But, um, yeah, I think there's, you know, well, we should just get into it. We should get right into our, our top three issues with the Sox. You know, I think this yeah. is, again, we've talked about it before. A lot of people on the uh, the Twitter machine are are reaching out saying, you know, we we need you guys. We, we need the therapy session. We need to all be here together, get through this together. And I fully agree. Before we do that, though, Joey, I do want to... I did a lot of research, so I got to show what I got from my research. Perfect, yeah. I went back. <laughs> this is going to be back. great. I, this has got to be a good stat, right? Nope, this is going to suck. I went back and checked the Red Sox record through 29 games, which is where they're through right now. I checked the Sox record through 29 games of every 162-game season in the team's history. The history of the Boston Red Sox. Now, this team's been around Uh, for a little bit, right? They've been around for a little bit. And for those keeping track at home, the first year of the 162-game schedule was 1961. It would have been cool if it was 1962, because then you take the nine out, it's like 162. Oh, that'd be sick, yeah. That would have been sick. They should have all waited one more year. What are you doing? Yeah, Yeah, that was stupid. Um, But anyway, 1961 was the first year the Red Sox played 162 games. They actually started 12 and 17 that year. And for those listening at home, I'm not going to go through every year. That was just a little, <laughs> little fun fact. <laughs> They're like, what yeah, are you doing, Yeah, dude? everyone just but, pulled out their phone and looked at like the, the yeah. amount of time left in this episode. Like, it's a four-hour show. <laughs> like, what are you doing, dude? But now, uh, Joey, I, when I get stuck on a stat or something I really want to find out, and it's one of those that's a little too tricky to just like type into something and find out, mm-hmm. you just got to do the work. Went to Baseball Almanac. Uh, the website and checked out their record through 29 games of every single 162 game season. Now, those that are listening that say, what was the record in 2020 and tw- uh, straight up just 2020 in, st- in 2020 in the season that really didn't count 60 game season, they started nine and 20. 
Uh, a big part of why we're doing this exercise is because that season didn't count, and we all know it didn't count. And even having said that, that team only had a one worse game start than this team right now, uh, which is really saying a lot. But we wipe out the 2020 season because that was not a 162-game season. The only other year that they started 10-19, and 19, which they are right now, was in 1996. They started 10-19. and 19. That team, Joey... That team actually finished 85 and 77. So there is a smidge of hope. If the Red Sox are hoping to be in that upper 80s, hit that 90 mark, which obviously a lot of you are probably laughing right now at the possibility of that, essentially myself included, there is hope. There is precedent that they could get to mid 80s, upper 80s. The 1996 team did it starting 10 and 19. We should look but at... But it gets bad really quick. <laughs> what were you going to say? I was going to say, maybe we can follow this 96 team. Like, have that be the benchmark. Can we yes. be the 96 Sox? Like, be look like at the what 96 they... Sox. Yeah, like, what were they through 80 games? What were they through 100 games? Yeah. And like, kind of do some check-ins. Like, where are we versus the 96 Sox? Yeah. As this season goes on, we're just going to look at the 96 Sox. Those, as long they're going to guide can... us... As long as, as we can as beat we can the match, 96 socks. If we can match or beat the 96 socks, it's just us. Right now, it's just us against the 96 socks. Like, that's it. Forget about <laughs> the uh, the Braves coming up here. Forget about the Rangers. Nope. It's us against the 96 socks. That's all I care about. And that's all we care about. And that's all we're going to care about moving forward. <laughs> but, Joey, the point of this exercise was to see if any Red Sox team in the history of the 162 game format had a worse start than this Red Sox team. There's only one. There is oh, one them. team. Okay. It was not, no, 96 was the same record. There was only okay. one team with a worse record. It was the 1966 Boston Red Sox. They started 8 and 21, and they finished the year 72 and 90, which is the exact opposite of the record you're probably going to need to get into the playoffs. So, <laughs> yeah. again, forget the 66 Sox. That team stunk. That team was one of the worst teams in Red Sox history, at least to start, mm-hmm. not to finish. To finish, I mean, obviously, we're talking 2012. A um, couple other of those teams in the in the 50s and 60s. But they had a really tough stretch there. I think they had nine straight losing seasons until the Impossible Dream Team. That's what a lot of people are talking about, Joey. Hey, if 66 was that bad, then they get to Game 7 of the World Series in 67. So who knows? But Is that what people are saying? That people were saying, hey, 2023 Impossible Dream Team socks. All right? Like, watch out for them. I'm not ready to get there yet to what we're talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Follow the '96 Sox. We are going to keep. Yes. I'm having that. I'm I'm setting the the uh, bookmark right now. The yeah. 1996 Boston Red Sox bookmark this tab saved. So let's see. After 40 games, just to get a little feel, Joey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After 40 games in '96, the Red Sox were 16 and 24. So that's what we're aiming for. After that 40, is so doable. That is doable. All right. So if they can be 16 and 24, that means just going six and five. Over the next eleven, I'm fine with that. Then we're look, we're looking good. Yeah, I, I don't know why that sounds worse. <laughs> Being I one know. game five hundred, like ah, I don't know. Honestly, the actually. second I said if they can just go six and five in the next eleven, I internally laughed. I'm like, they're not, they're not going not six and five, man. as if that's some like unreachable mark. Like, oh come on, dude, we're asking for a lot. Um, but yeah, that was. That was my recap there. Every 162-game season in Boston Red Sox history, there's only been one that is worse than this one. So we're chasing history, and again, we are watching those 96 Sox. I might start just watching the 96 Sox. 
Let's go back and do a rewatch. Let's, Holy Let's see. Cow, what was their man. what was their thirtieth game? Their thirtieth game, obviously, as we all remember, yep. it was April fifth against 5th. the Blue Jays. They lost four to a they, they baseball almanac does the team score first. They mm. lost four to eleven. That sounds so stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Red Sox lost four to eleven on uh May fifth, nineteen ninety six. So uh-huh. Joey, Sox don't even need to win that first game in Atlanta. They can fall to ten and twenty, and that's exactly what the ninety six Sox did. I don't know if I want to get into Atlanta yet. Because <laughs> I no, don't I have know. much got, positive got... to say about Atlanta at all. <laughs> No, that's true. We are gonna we're gonna jump right into it. Our top yeah. three issues that have led to this tough start for the Boston Red Sox. I'll go with my number three to start here. The bottom half of the lineup has just been abysmal. There's no getting around it. Lowest combined batting average in Major League Baseball in those bottom four spots. Uh, it feels like I gotta say, it feels like two totally different lineups. Like it feels the second you get past JD, it's just mm-hmm. a complete drop off. Mm-hmm. It's the whole demeanor of the guys. The production, everything just completely changes. And whatever Raffy, Bogey, and JD just did doesn't really matter. Especially when you need those guys. If you're going to survive a season like this, you need Raffy, Bogey, and JD to all be driving each other in. Like, it needs to basically be a three-person lineup that, like, JD needs to, like, clean them up because it's not happening behind them. So that's been a huge issue. Yeah, and that's not happening. Any kind of streak of any kind just does not happen, be it winning back-to-back games, getting back-to-back hits, or even, like, you know, driving in runners in scoring position. There's no momentum that picks up. It's like three dominoes fall, and the third one falls into a cement brick. You know what I mean? Just stops. Uh, It's brutal. The worst is knowing it. The worst is being in the moment, two runners in scoring position, being like, nah, well, JD's on second, so that's, that kind of does it. <laughs> it has to be like, I remember we used to play, uh, we used to play wiffle ball in our, our Cape House in Harwich, and my mm-hmm. dad really got the, the shorts that he had to just pitch to us. He never got to hit. Me and my brother just got to hit, mm-hmm. and it's like you'd hit a double, and then you just get to be up again. Like that's that's mm. what the Sox need. They basically need once they get to use like three of these a game, mm. where and Raffy, Bogey, and JD each get one per game. Where mm. once they hit, they get to immediately just go up again. And whoever was behind JD is now running for him. Yeah, I think that's how we have to do it because nothing else really makes sense right now. Do you want to contact the league see if maybe we can work something out here? I because I like this idea. I think I think yeah. What do we even call this? It, it needs a clean name. The hit again program, or the, the, the I, I don't know the socks rule, socks <laughs> rule. That's this all is called the, so- <laughs> the second way you said it was way better. Yeah, I, you know I you're think right. This you're is right. The socks rule. I'm with you, um, Joey. You had mentioned it earlier. This mm-hmm. team can't win back to back games. Mm-hmm. You are correct. Yep. The Boston Red Sox have not won two in a row since April 17th. That was before the marathon. April 17th against the Twins. They split that series. They have lost <laughs> every series since then. That's so funny. The, like the, the one, uh, the one time they won back to back games, they didn't even win the series. <laughs> they didn't even win the series. They split the series. That's their last, even as good as a series split. Everything else has been a series <laughs> loss since April eighteenth. So, 
it just kills me. But anyway, it's yeah. just to, and, and this is going to be mean. I, I don't really care. Um, it reminds me of certain little league lineups, uh, you know, when I was growing up, where it's like, watch out for these two or three guys, but everybody else thinks you can mm-hmm. you can pitch everybody else. You'll be fine. Maybe a couple grounders, maybe a couple singles get through, but mm-hmm. you'll be fine. That's basically what this lineup is right now. And, you know, they know they need to perform. We know they need to perform. We know the names that need to perform. We're going to get into some of those, obviously. But bottom half of the lineup has been tough. This comes from Red Sox stats. Since Bobby Dahlbeck's 30-game hot streak last year, he's gone 13 for 112. Do you want to know what that is? 13 for 112 with 43 strikeouts. That's a 116 batting average. I crunched the numbers. Um it's it's just brutal. There's no getting around it. The demeanor up there is tough. Again, we say it all the time. Big ABs find Bobby. And they normally end up in strikeouts. And to the crowd's credit, we all love Bobby. We want mm-hmm. Bobby to do well. He is the only player in this lineup that the Fenway crowd chants his name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. the only guy. Bobby. Bobby. Only dude. Mm-hmm. And he's hitting 116 since that 30-game stretch. So... Yeah, I don't know. There's not much more you can say about Bob. He's killing him. He knows it. And it just, the whole situation sucks, Joey. Yeah, and I'll say this. It's not just that he's not getting on base. It's not just that he's not getting hits. It's not even just that he's striking out. It's that it's ugly, too. Yeah, you know? it's bad. It's that the bat's staying on his shoulder in big moments. It's yeah. first pitch pop-outs. It's ugly. Uh, and I think there was a, a moment in the series. I don't want to dive too much into like the specifics of this series. And I mean, we're not doing no, that. We're literally good. doing we're something doing else. It. But I still yes. want to bring up this one moment. Cora got ejected for, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. This is, that was, that's Trevor's oh, story. This is, literally, never that's mind. That's coming up. Yeah. That's coming we'll up. We'll save that. Never All mind. Right, so, hey, sorry, that mixed was up my notes there. Coming up soon. Yeah. So, <laughs> Uh, just to just to wrap up my number three here with the bottom of the lineup being terrible. Mm. After JD Martinez, these are dudes on the Red Sox on Sunday that got an A B before you get back to the top of the lineup. Mm-hmm. Christian Vasquez hitting 217. Alex Verdugo hitting 212. Bobby Dahlbeck, like we mentioned, pretty tough. He's hitting 139. JBJ, who we honestly don't expect much of anything from, hitting 202. And then Weck Dog is hitting 133. And not and also Arroyo. I don't even want to say he's hitting two thirteen. He's hitting two thirteen, but we love Christian Arroyo. Mm-hmm. Uh Kike, and that's the thing. You you get back to your leadoff guy that was Babe Ruth last year. He's hitting one seventy six. He's hitting one seventy six mm-hmm. in the leadoff spot. Yeah. And again, so it's it's a three guy lineup. You got a three guy lineup, and if they don't drive each other in, then you're screwed. That's basically what it's been. And these guys are all wearing it on their faces too. I mean, it's it's easy for me to say that when it's like, well, obviously, Steve, like they're the they've collectively been terrible. What are they going to show up to the plate looking all happy? Like, of course it's your body language stinks when you're hitting around the Mendoza line. So I go back and forth on that one where the body language, I love being the body language expert here, but like I, it's hard for me to really get on them for looking like they're pissed and down and you know, the shoulders are hanging Shoulders are hanging. Is that a thing? Slumping. Yeah, they're I not guess. Hang- I if they're hanging, they'd be in the, the emergency room. <laughs> well, <you're>, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the shoulders are just flying off their arms. But I think that's – it plays a role in this, uh. Joey. It Like the expectation of failure seems mm. to be currently with this team, and that's that's a killer. What's your number three? All right. Well, what before I give you my number three here, what is the official title of this list? 
it is the three biggest issues, the top three biggest issues so far for the 2022 Boston Red Sox. Okay. Number three is you people. I, I hate you people. <laughs> Every one of you people online, on Twitter, I hate you all. You all. You, you people. We're just number three is you people. You don't. I look at I, oh, I, look me in my eyes. <laughs> Where is this? This is all over the place. I love it. You, oh, you, you guys, you listening to this show, you don't have the answer. You don't. So the people that are like, well, if they put Whitlock as the closer, and then at the end of this year you let JD walk, right? You trade Cassis. You get three bullpen arms. Shut up, dude. You don't know. You don't know. You're not smarter than Heim Bloom. I'm not sitting here like licking Heim's boots and saying like he's he's the be all end all. Like he knows all. He knows all. No, but he knows more than you, dude. Uh, absolutely, whoever you are, he knows more than us. He knows more. He, he, he knows, knows more than, than all us. Of us. Yes. So like, the team, as we all know, is just putting up numbers that they should not be. It's not a matter of well, how do we rearrange? Like, do we put Story at sixth? Well, like. Dude, he's hitting, what, 207 right now? If you put him in the six hole, is he going to start hitting 300? Like, is that what it takes? Is you, are you going to solve it? You're not going to. And I hate just being dejected and being like, man, this sucks. And then seeing Bobby, who's a what's-its, on Twitter being like, well, here's the solution. You don't have it. That's that's issue number three for me, Steve. Uh, my number two issue with this team, Trevor Story's slow start, man. It's... It's killing him. He had that one night against the Angels that was great, and we all kind of lied to ourselves and said, hey, he's ready to go. This is who we got. You know, he's bada-bing, bada-boom. And then four straight Ks against Otani. In this series against the White Sox, Trevor Story is one for 12 with six strikeouts and just uncompetitive at-bats. It was it was tough, man. Understandable in that Friday game, he did not go in that check swing at all. Right. That right. was a big A-B, and they rung him up on a absolute terrible call. So you'll give them that. But again, it's hard to get too far into the, oh, pick this AB out and pick that one out. And props to AC. Obviously, we, you know, big AC supporters on this program. I do. I really like the soundbite he had uh, the other night. Let's actually let's let's play it here. I, th- I think it should I think it should be played right here. Alex Cora uh, talking about the tough times with this Red Sox team. And I think he nails it. I mean, if you look at it, right, you can start looking at oh, this game, that play, this. But still, you know, it's, it's we're not cashing in. So it really doesn't matter, right? Uh, we can go. I can walk you through through the series and tell you that pitch or this play or whatever. But at the end, you have to put a complete game together. And we haven't been able to do that in a while. And, yeah, that sums it up. That sums it up, Joey. It's we can talk about this yeah. play or that pitch or whatever. They're not putting together complete games, and they're not really even coming close to putting together, you know, here's the great start, here's a great bullpen outing, here's, you know, all the bottom of the lineup contributing. Like they're just they're just not doing it. And they're not even coming close to doing it. So I'm glad that he's able to say that in the presser because that's how he really has to feel. But sticking with story here, uh, and I actually sticking with Corey here, when he got thrown out on Saturday, I think we know what that is. I think that's I'm standing up for my guy. I'm riding 100%. for the new guy. Right? That is a hundred percent I know it's going tough for you. I'm willing to get thrown out to show you that I have your back, mm-hmm. which I respect the hell out of that, honestly, Absolutely. because that pitch wasn't even that bad. I think it was a strike. It I, was I think a he strike. Got, it, was, it was a strike. So 
I think it's more – and Cora's beef is likely with some other calls, and a lot of times when guys get thrown out, they're more like, you've been awful all day, uh, even though that was early in the game. So I think that's Cora – I think it's two things, right? I think it's Cora standing up for Trevor Story, and he also probably wanted to watch the Celtics-Bucks game, so I'm sure he was just going to the club. <laughs> I was going to say, smart on him for wanting to get going early. He's celebrating on the wall. Yeah. Yeah, he was yeah. like, C's Bucks is getting close. I got to check that out. But, um, yeah, I think that, you know, shout out to Cora for that. We all get what he's doing there, and, and you got to respect it. I think the story leaving the clubhouse early thing was just much ado about nothing. Like, he's not – you got to be a dope to think he's, like, ducking the media after a bad game when he has, like, 80 more games in a row at Fenway. Like, that's it just doesn't make any sense. Like, if yeah. this was the NFL – that would make a little more sense, where it's like you're getting out of there on a Sunday and you don't really have to see the media for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Story's not trying to duck the media. I think he genuinely yeah, thought so. like he wasn't going to get asked questions, and he went home. <laughs> like it, I don't think it was anything more than that. Yeah. Um, and is that the yeah, first got, thing on your stats. mind when you get off the field and you had a, a tough day? Are you not just like, oh, like I, I maybe go to the cage, go lift some weights, get in your car, and go home? Isn't that what? Yeah. I don't know if the first thing in my mind, I've never lived as a major leaguer, but I can't imagine the first thought on my mind to be like, oh man, you know who really wants to talk to me right now is is, is the media. Yeah. Yeah. I I think one thing that I've never really cared about is guys leaving the park when they sucked that night. Like I I don't, I know it's like the media, you know, certain media members are going to lose their mind over it. It's like, oh, not accountable, blah, blah, blah. Like I I don't really, I, I really don't give a damn. Like if a guy's terrible or has an off night, and he wants to go home, I don't even really care. I think that here's here's where it doesn't really work for me. If you started the game, mm-hmm. I think you got to talk to the media. If, if you Fair. were the pitcher on the mound, I think you got to talk to the media. You only do it once, what, once, I was about to say once and a half a week. <laughs> um, you just, there's just not many times you're going to have to have to speak to the media. I think you have to mm-hmm. after starts. But for a guy that's an everyday player, if you just want to go home, like, I don't give a damn. A lot of people get really, a lot of people flip out about that, Joey, and it's never really made me that upset. No, no. I'll go far as so far as to say that if they were asked and said, "Nah, man, I don't want to talk today," I think even that would be fine. (laughs) Even if they were like, "No, I'll tell you right to your face, I don't want to talk to you." I think we've all gotten so. I think so many people have gotten all like riled up about, "Oh my god, he's like ditching the media." I'm like, wouldn't you? Wait, you want to answer questions about how you just stunk? Like I, I don't, I don't like, like. We all saw the game. He went zero for four with four strikeouts. What is he going to add? Uh, I missed the ball a lot. <laughs> like, what is he going to say that's going to make yeah. you? Oh, okay, good answer. There are very few uh, professional athletes, period, who give like real insight at all into anything with any answer ever. Period. Right? Yeah. Like it's like Matt Barnes is honestly like uh, like near the top of he's that been list. Very, He's been very uh, transparent. Yeah, I think it, a lot of these guys, you know, they know how quick you can just end up as a quote card in, in yeah. the wrong way. And they, they're like, let's just avoid giving the media much of anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you I because you don't want to be the headline. It can happen fast. As we know, in Boston, it can happen fast. Oh, yeah. You say a thing that you didn't even think was wrong. That's on the front page of the newspaper the next day. So yeah. I understand why these guys wouldn't even want to do it. And I heard a couple of years ago, and it complete, it made so much sense to me when I heard it, that pretty much all like D1 college athletes take a course on like yeah. media communication of just how to speak to the media. And that's why they all sound the same. That's yeah. why they all no, say like, sense. yeah, we came out and, uh, you know, uh, you know, you know, we get a everything we could. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's just, uh, you know, we need a better team effort and got to uh, perform and just, uh, you know, uh, be better and uh, get the win next time. There's a good sniffle in there because that's always what happens too. there's always a good sniff. 
Yeah. Uh, cl- hey, closing up, closing up my story thoughts here. I went through the numbies. Uh, Trevor Story has played 24 games this season so far for the Boston Red Sox Baseball Club. Mm-hmm. In 24 games, the last three years for Trevor Story. Actually, before I say that, I'll just say what his numbers are through 24 this year. He's hitting 194 with a 545 OPS, zero home runs, 10 RBI. Feel like mo- it always feels like most of them are on like sack flies and 35 strikeouts. That's in 24 games. Through 24 games in 2021, he was hitting 264, 738 OPS, two home runs, 13 RBI, 21 strikeouts. Trevor Story through 24 games in 2020, 299 average, oh. 958 OPS, seven home runs, 15 RBI, only 18 strikeouts. Through 24 games in 2019, a 283 average, 817 OPS, five homers, 15 RBIs, 27 strikeouts. He's basically around that 15 RBI. Four or five homers, two eighty-ish average, and like a eight-something OPS on average the last three seasons combined. And this year it's one ninety-four, five forty-five OPS, no bombs, ten RBI, thirty-five strikeouts. So can't get much worse for Trevor Story, I think. And I honestly think that it's it's you know affecting him in the field. We can say all we want to say about him going from short to second. But you can't possibly tell me when you go 0 for 4 with four strikeouts that you're jogging out to second base all jolly and ready to, you know, dive all over the field and try to make some good plays. So no. he's fifth in Major League Baseball in errors at second base this season. So I, I got to figure that's factoring into it as well. Yeah, there was um, uh, an at-bat in the Angels series wherein his strikeout uh, like retired the side, right? And he yep. just stood next to the bat like he... Helmet, you know, elbow guard, whatever, took it all off, hands on his hips, and he stood and just stared over the monster and didn't move. And Bogey brought him his cap and his glove. Yeah. And I mean, you you think he's trotting out after that and just, here we go. (laughs) Here we go, fellas, around the horn. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. That's what what guys say when they're struggling. Here we go, fellas, around the horn. Around the horn, one time, fellas. Around okay. the horn. T- right here. Toss me the pearl and I'll <laughs> throw it around the horn. Trevor Story does kind of look like he's from 1935, doesn't he? He looks like he he, does. he's like he the look- real Captain America, like Chris Evans or whoever, whichever Chris plays him, is like playing Trevor Story. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah. He, he genuinely, it, it is Chris Evans, by the way. Uh, he cool. genuinely looks like the guy, not like the today's version of it. He looks like the that times version like the real of Captain guy. America. And mm-hmm. saying that, saying that in a good way. That's not a. That's How would not an that insult. be an insult? I, How would that possibly be? An, he looks like no, a superhero I'm like, in a good way. You know, put, you know, back in the day when like they weren't that strong, like when you probably looked uh, a little uh, weak. Like I'm not saying it like that. Um, but yeah, he actually looks like he's from a different time. Like he's got to be one of the more clean shaven dudes. But yeah, what's your what's your second issue with this he team? Looks your like number a two issue and in a bad way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, my number two. This is um, this is one that I'm gonna have to modify a little bit because uh, you did throw out a couple of the stats that, that um, I was gonna reference here. It's the team's strikeout percentage. Uh, they're striking out. They're striking out a whole heck of a lot. So. Um, Trevor Story, among qualified players anyway, is leading the team with a 333 strikeout percentage. Uh, and directly behind him is Bob, uh, then JD, then Jackie. And then the numbers kind of become uh, relatively normal. But those guys are high, high, high. Um, and like we just talked about they're all in big situations. Or they, they feel it anyway. Um, 
and and Trevor, we talked about this last episode. He has a high BABIP when he gets the ball in play. There's a higher than average shot that he's reaching base. But there's there's times he's not taking his bat off his shoulders. Times he's swinging at bad pitches and just straight up missing good pitches too. It's bad. It's not good. He's, hit, he's hitting one ninety four. I mean, there's there's not a lot of getting around it. You know. Yeah. So I mean, the my my number two thing is the strikeouts. Is knowing, not knowing, but kind of knowing in your heart when uh, some guys come up in these big situations that it's a pretty good shot. They just turn right back around. Uh, it's 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 uh, debilitating, man. It's tough. Debilitating is the right word. I would fully agree with that. Uh, my top issue, number one issue with the Boston Red Sox. This is not a huge surprise. They don't have a closer. This team does not have a closer. And when you don't have a real closer, you got real problems, Joey. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what this team has. Nine blown saves this season. It's at the point where the one-run lead, you kind of like seeing the jaws fin in the distance, and you just know it's coming right for you. I can I can always, I, kidding aside, I can start hearing like, dun, 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 dun. like I can hear the music when you're going into these ninth inning situations, even the eighth inning sometimes, and you just know that trouble is coming, and it always kills this team every single time. 0-6 mm-hmm. in extra innings this year. And in all six of those games, they had the lead in the eighth inning or later. It's again, same, this yeah. this falls under the same pattern of we're watching the same movie over and over and over again. Hansel Robles is not the guy. He is not the guy no. to close these games. He keeps doing this thing that's driving me loco crazy, Joe. What is it? Driving me loco crazy. You tell me what he's it is, man. Throwing obvious balls, and he's doing the tilty head thing to the ump, dude. It's a ball. He keeps walking the leadoff guy as a, I know he's not a closer, but in closer situations. And it's like every single time that kills them. I know the phrase is way overused. The nothing good happens when you walk the leadoff guy, but it's overused because it's true. And anytime he does it, that guy seems to score. So did I think a one nothing lead was going to hold up? No. But they still kind of get me some of these times where I'm like, wait, are they gonna are they gonna Saturday, actually not <laughs> yeah. Saturday I think was, I was like, the are first they not time. gonna blow this? Maybe? Yeah. Yeah, I think that was the first time where the one like it didn't feel it at all to me. It didn't feel safe at all. I was like, oh, like they're gonna lose this game. I just yeah. well, they're winning in the eighth. I'm like, they're kind of idiotically, I was like I don't know. I'm I'm a dope. I honestly kind of thought they were gonna win. On well, Saturday, I came back. But... I came back. If anything, in at a dumber time. I I tweeted about it twice. I I, I smelled a walk off. I smelled a Bobby walk off. I smelled the Trevor walk off. I'm like, here we go. We're gonna turn it around right now. Like that's that does still happen to me. That these moments of of just jaded optimism hit me in moments where it should be so clear. That nothing is gonna happen, <laughs> and that's a that's a hard pill to swallow, because you don't want to just have these like high pressure, like heart racing situations in which you can just sit back on the couch and go, well, I know it's gonna happen. Here's the thing, though, Joey, when you don't have a ninth inning guy, you know what other inning you don't have a guy for? The yeah, tenth inning. Oh, the te- oh, the tenth <laughs> inning too. The tenth inning too. And that's yeah. what keeps happening. Where when you don't have a closer. 
It's not like you're saving 10th inning guy uh, that comes out of the pen and holds the guy at second base. Even though whoever the Sox play in extra innings doesn't matter, mm -hmm. that guy at second's not scoring. They are constantly not even scoring in extra innings, which is another yeah. huge part of this. It would be one thing if in the top half of the inning they gave up a run, mm -hmm. and it's the run you always expect to score, the guy at second. It's always multiple runs. Mm -hmm. It's always more than one. And then you look at the guys coming up, and they're like, we're not going to do it. We're not going to get two, three, four runs. One situation against the Angels there, they're down six in extras. Yeah, yeah. We're not getting six. So it's but, just constant, man. It, it's the same issues stacking up on each other. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a closer, you got problems, and the Red Sox have a serious closer problem. I was see, like, what? if you bring back Papelbon, I'd be so pumped. <laughs> I know I tweeted that as a joke, but like, if Jonathan Pap, if if you had like the dun, like if you had the shipping up to Boston, Papelbon comes out. How old is Jonathan Papelbon? I, I feel like he can absolutely 40, forty-one. That's Papelbon's forty-one. There you go. Yeah, boom. Jonathan Papelbon is forty-one years old. The last time he pitched was twenty sixteen. That arm is rested. I would bring back Pap. <laughs> <laughs> He's got Give six years of rest. He's got, dude. You know how much rest this guy has. I'm. Give me Papelbon, and let's just see what happens. Like he's available. We can you can sign him to a deal where it's like, all right, sometimes he's doing Ness and stuff, and then sometimes he's closing the game for you. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's talk. Let's talk about the end of this game because like we're kind of we're kind of tippy tappy kind of touch talking about it. There's a couple things that like just have to be have to be uh, talked about real quick. Uh, Matt Barnes. Coming in in the tenth, uh, I got to talk about our good friend Catillo. Did you see Catillo's tweets over oh that? Oh my god! He said, I, do, "I mean, the thing I love about Catillo is he loses credibility every day." He <laughs> tweeted, just... "The Red Sox have to operate as if Matt Barnes is not a member of this team," and then goes on to say, basically, like, "Just at all costs, don't use him." An yeah. hour and a half later. <laughs> He tweets like, just talk to Matt Barnes. He's taking a lot of accountability. And he seems like he's working on his stuff, and that's got to be good things. Good things coming. He's liking the way the ball is coming out of his hand. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> which one is it, buddy? Um, but I don't he's, know. But no, Catillo's always all over the place on Twitter. He's had a lot of mistakes this year, kind of like the Sox. So I guess he's just lining up with the team. What he's yeah, trying to do is promote his boy Chris Smith, who's also with Mass Live. Mm hmm. He's trying to like, hey, Chris, talk to Barnes, and he has an article. Read it. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, Barnes is really trying to turn it around. Katia, you literally just said Barnes can't be on the team. <laughs> like, how are you going to promote an article about a guy you just said should get, like, sent to Pluto? Like, what are, what are we yeah. doing here, dude? But so, so after seeing those, or after seeing the first one anyway, and then uh, the bottom of the 10th comes around, right? And uh, Jackie and Vasquez get on. And then nothing ends up happening. We all know how how that ends, right? Uh, uh, Bob and Trevor do nothing. What's so frustrating there, Steve? <laughs> I tweeted this, but I just I wanted to say it to your face because I want yeah I gotta get it out of my out of my face. Uh, you can get these words accept, out of your face right now. You can accept the opposite of that situation. You know, you mess around with that the order of events there, and Trevor and Bob get on, and Jackie and Christian strike out, pop out. You can accept that, right? Those are the numbers we're supposed to accept. 
The opposite is infuriating because those are yeah. the guys who you're not expecting something from, JBJ and Vasquez, right? Our expectations have always kind of been what they are for Jackie, and they've altered for what they are for Christian. And for them to do something, it's like you have to capitalize on that. You have to. And you have two I'm guys who you. should be in, in, in a vacuum outside of this season, in, in any other situation. You should feel good about having at the plate. And that that's so frustrating when... The guys, some guys are overperformed for a second, and then the guys who you who you need and you expect a lot from just uh, poop the pants. I know. I, I think the the issue if you're trying to get Barnes right, which a lot of people would think is is kind of a lost cause. He's been accountable, and you do accountability it gets you a certain amount of the way, and then turning things around on the mound is is where you really gotta put the words into action and. It's tough because you can't get him any innings that don't really matter. The way this Red Sox lineup is going, Barnes can't get any kind of blowout innings. He doesn't. He doesn't have any socks up. You know, six to one socks up nine two. There's no right. scenario where you can just get him in there for a couple. Get him six outs, and maybe he strikes out four. And the other guys ground out on the knuckle curve. Like there's, there you can't have those situations because the the lineup has just been terrible. So right. I don't know what you do. I, I really don't know what you do. It's it's a tough situation. Stats is alluding to letting him go that he's not even going to make it to the one year anniversary of his uh, his extension, which would be insane. But I don't know, man. I mean, it's the the Barnes thing is tough. But your what's your top? My top issue, obviously, like I mentioned, you don't have a closer. What is your number one issue right now? For the Red Sox, so I think I think we both did the same thing, which was like, um, there's obviously like a number one, which is kind of a culmination of like a lot of these things, which is like at its core, like offense not perform, even when starting pitching does perform, like that's mm. kind of the given here. So I wanted to choose something a little more um, kind of under the radar, frustrating that like once you notice it, it was it was impossible for me to not notice. Um, and that's the Red Sox with two outs. Um, they're the worst team in baseball with two outs by just about every metric. Um, last in hits, last in on base percentage, last in home runs, last in um, everything. So here, let me pull up these uh, these numbies here for you. You're going to love these, Steve. Oof, this is going to be tough. The best... Average on this team with two outs is Franchi Cordero hitting 250. <laughs> oh my God. You could have given me 15 guesses. I would not have said, I would have said like one of the pitchers or and something, by, which makes no sense. And by 250, I mean one for four. So, like, not even like, yeah. you know, it, it just has a knock. Like, it, it, it's, it's nothing. Um, do you want to guess what Trevor Story's hitting with two outs, or do you want to, do you want to just skip the game and just have me tell you? What no, I, I, I'm down to guess Trevor Story it. with two outs. Why do I feel like? Why do I feel like he's got like one two out hit? How many two out hits does he have? Three, three. All right, three times as many. Things are looking <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, good. I thought it was one. Three for what? Thirty four. So he's hitting 088. With two outs, man, uh, and it feels like it, dude. You see, you yeah. see, story. We've had a lot of that zoom into story as you're going to break. 
Red Sox blow another opportunity. We'll be back after this for <laughs> top half of the fifth. Yeah. I mean, among everybody who's heading at bat, there are 12 guys under 200 with two outs. So, um, I mean, realistically, like five. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, two outs, it's just over when the inning's over. Nothing nothing happens uh, with, with two outs. And that's uh, just about as frustrating as it gets because there's a lot of these situations where, you know, there's a, the tying runs at third and there's two outs and the numbers would tell you, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter that the you know the tying runs ninety feet away. It's not coming home. And that, that's to your the most point, Joey. To me. At, mm. When when you get an out with two outs and the inning ends, it's mm. a good point, right? Like when you when you mm. get out with two outs, yeah. You it's don't get over. to hit anymore until you you have to get three outs. Yeah. Of the other guys. Yep. Before you get to hit again. Mm-hmm. And when and. The, <laughs> I, I'm guessing I misspoke somewhere is what's going on here. What no, I'm saying is you, all you have to get is two outs on the Sox because the no, third one's free. I'm, third one's free. I'm being a goof, but it's not. Sometimes when you just strip things down to like the core, the base, if your average sucks as a team with two outs, mm-hmm. normally your team sucks. Like like normally that doesn't equate to like some great record or mm-hmm. like a first or second place in the division. Yeah. Average batting average and runs driven in with two outs is an enormous indicator of how good your team is. And if the Sox are in last place, Joey, I got to say, it feels like it. It feels like they're in last place because yeah. anytime somebody's on with two outs, we're all ready for the inning to end because it does. Do you remember the 2018 two out streak? Or not it was streak, insane. but just that, that yeah. team was incredible with two outs. Yeah. I thought you were just going to say that They'd team have was whole incredible. innings that like, started yeah, dude, with that- two outs. They would have yeah. stretches where the first two guys got out and they still scored like five runs then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it was ridiculous. Two I was outs, watching, I was like, oh, this, they're showing all the clips. Some snacks, like, let's go. <laughs> they're showing all the clips from the Mother's Day Miracle today, which, by the way, I got to say, I don't know, whatever, sure. They're hyping it up a what little much. What does that mean? They were hyping whatever, it up a sure. little much. They were hyping it up a little much. They're like, it's Mother's and Day, on Joey. This day in 2000. Joey, Joey. You have to. What else are they going to do? There's sure, nothing sure. else. To- I'm just saying it was a little hyped to me. I was like, I was like oh, my God. 15-year anniversary. Mother's Day Miracle. <laughs> Julio Lugo. R.I.P. I, I, you have to. Sure. Uh, but what <laughs> in watching it, you know, that a lot of that comeback happens with two outs. And I was thinking, wow, that must be something. That must really be That something. game was mega over, and then the Sox won it. Some stats to close out real, real quick here before we get to a Braves Red Sox preview. Red Sox are 26th in Major League Baseball in OPS at 621. The Sox are 28th in Major League Baseball in runs per game with 3.3 runs per game. Honestly, feels like less. Red Sox are 28th also in Major League Baseball in home runs with 16. That is basically one home run for every two games they play. The Red Sox are last in Major League Baseball in chase rate. A great example of that. To close this out here, Joey, was Alex Verdugo, one out in the ninth inning, runner on second, a brutal swing at a pitch way out of the zone. He strikes out, Jackie gets out, or Jackie got on actually, right? And then Plawecki flies out to left. Wait, did Jackie, no, Jackie got pinch hit for? Am I just making stuff up right now? Jackie, yeah, because LaRusa took an hour to bring a different pitcher in. That was ridiculous. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they put Weck Dog in there, and he flies out to left, even though that ball looked like it was going to the Mass Pike. Um, I got to say, so uh, Verdugo's brother quote-tweeted me on Twitter. He, I don't think he was too pleased. 
Um, what was Chris that? Okay, so kid, that is actually a family member. I thought that was his dad or something for a sec. That is actually no, it's his brother. It's his, his brother, brother Chris. Okay. We've we've exchanged uh, DMs before about the Alex Verdugo fan club. They made shirts. He sent me a shirt. Great dude. Mm. But I had I had tweeted out. What did I tweet out here again, folks? You always want to get word for word here. Matters. Uh, Socks needs so much more from Verdugo. Pains me to see him with the weak contact and K's and easy outs. Which I think is just calling a spade a spade. I think that's what's happening. There's a lot of big ABs that are finding Verdugo. Little dribblers back to the mound. Strikeouts, flyouts, nothing big. He'd be the first to tell you he is big time underperforming at the plate. I know I've said a lot of things about the mic'd up stuff in the field. I thought the timing was great for him mic'd up on Sunday because the ump got drilled. And yeah. not that that was great, but like that <laughs> he had time to actually just talk yeah, yeah. kind of like they should be doing with someone in the dugout. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, I, I thought that was, I thought it was fun. I liked it. No, I know. But like walking Ver- around his brother had quote tweeted it being like, Oh, he hit, he hit two balls hard on, on Friday. And you know what, but it's, can we, let's all be honest. Verdugo's underperforming. Okay. Mm. A lot of the team is, it's not like, like I'm the biggest Verdugo supporter. So for me to tweet negatively about Alex Verdugo, it's like, you gotta know things are going bad. If that's the case, you so, literally said pains me to see it. I know. I don't yeah. want to see this. Yeah. Like this isn't, I'm not like trying to troll him. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I think everything just sucks right now. And we're all trying to find our ways to cope. And I think that'll do it for another disappointing series recap, Joey. Thanks, man. <laughs> it's tough. Uh, As we know, Sale and uh, Paxton had setbacks. Just add on to the issues. Michael Walker to the IL. Yeah. With I definitely know what intercostal inter, ir, irritation, intercostal irritation. I know what that You've is. You've never that seen the word sucks. irritation before? That's the one that's throwing no, you off. No, inter, inter, intercostal. Yeah, it's in between your in between your ribs. I yeah. knew that. So it's and it's it's that he has an oblique injury. He's had an oblique strain before, and it's on that same side. It's on his left side. So it's just his an old injury is irritating his ribs. So I don't know if that's a great sign to be honest. But no, it's that's not. What it's doing. Red Sox were four and one when he played, and something terrible when he didn't. I think it was six and seventeen when he didn't pitch. So they're now six and eighteen when Walker doesn't pitch. But all right, that'll that'll do it, man. That'll do it for the recap. We got a Braves Red Sox series preview and your DMs coming up next. All right, Joey, Red Sox, Braves, for your yearly random two-game series that they always love doing with these teams, what do you got for the pitching matchups? Oh, okay, folks, it is a two-gamer in ATL game one. We've got Garrett Whitlock versus Kyle Wright. Garrett Whitlock, as you know, Steve, pretty good at pitching. But on the road, do you know he's only allowed one earned run in 13 and a third innings pitched? That is very good. Speaking of very good, Kyle Wright kicks ass. He's got a 174 ERA. He throws a curve, a four-seamer, a sinker, a changeup, and he mixes in a slider, but it gets destroyed. So probably not why he probably why he doesn't throw it that much. Uh, beyond that, his only pitch that really gets hit is his sinker, which he throws about 20% of the time. Game! Two is Nathan Evaldi versus Ian Anderson. I got some stats here for you, Steve, that might make you feel a little hopeful about this game. 
You ready for this? Hell yeah. Nathan Evaldi's got a 2.94 ERA. He's got a 2.63 on the road. And he's got a 2.28 in night games. And Ian okay. Anderson, he's got a 4.01. But at home, he's got an 8.22 ERA. Oh, rock this guy. I like the Sox in game two of this series. And that is going to do it for your pitching preview, Steve. Very good stuff. Joey, our weather update for Red Sox Braves. If you are in the ATL, a lot of Red Sox fans actually are normally in the Atlanta area or just make the trip. Got some uh, got some cousins in Atlanta. Not going, but in theory, I could have. So that means nothing. <laughs> That's uh, something, Tuesday night. Yeah, to shout out to them. Tuesday night, we got a 720 start. Joey, I got to say, the difference between the day weather and the night weather in Atlanta is a little insane for these games. During the day, it's going to be 83 degrees. Around first pitch, it's going to be 57. That is a big old jump. So if you're going to the game, what's up? It's a little cold, I guess. I don't know. I don't remember summer weather. 83 to 57? Isn't that like a ridiculous jump? Am I crazy? Anyway, I don't know. Maybe it's just a weird time of year there. I know it gets super hot when it's legit summer there, so mm-hmm. maybe this is their, like, this is still their spring. I got no clue, is, dude. I don't remember summer. <laughs> like, it's I, a million I don't know. years just, ago. Yeah. Anyway, 83 degrees during the day, but that doesn't matter. First pitch is at night. It's going to be 57. Bring a coat if you're going. All right? No chance of rain. Not surprising. Wednesday, very similar. Same time, 721st pitch. It is going to be 58 degrees, and it is not going to rain 50% humidity, as you're all asking at home. And, yeah, another situation where it's super hot during the day, and it's kind of cool at night. So get ready for that situation. Upper 50s in the ATL. Bring a jacket for that one, too, you think? Or is 58 warm enough for no jacket? 57, definitely. No, jacket. bring a jacket. No, bring a jacket. Mm-hmm. What's your cutoff? No jacket. jacket. Uh, 62. 60, oh, 62 is good. Yeah, that's a good one. Because 63 is like a yeah. nice chili. Like, you can wear a long sleeve shirt with 63. Yeah, I think 63 is fine. Yeah. So that'll do it for the weather update. Uh, series predictions real quick here. Joey, do you have anything that sticks out? You want me to go through my two I got? Um, I mean, my prediction is just that I think we got a good shot in game two. I, that's that's really it. I don't want game to... one with Whitlock? I think we got a great shot in game two. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, another. It's, it's probably let, let's let's be real. Like it, it very well could be the same exact thing with Whitlock. Where mm-hmm. I my prediction, I get him going four perfect innings at least to start. Maybe it goes longer. Bet the first four probably innings are perfect. And then I got Devers hitting a three run homer or more, three run or a grand slam in this wow. two gamer. But again, it's it's you know Whitlock's in the rotation. I don't know if that announcement was like official that he's in the rotation or if that means maybe he could move back to the bullpen, but. I just I don't know, man. It's that is really if you're if you're a betting man or woman there at home in the car wherever you are, I can almost guarantee you it's going to be the same thing on Tuesday, right? I, I just feel like it's going to be Whitlock shoves for like four innings. Someone between the fifth and eighth inning gets rocked, and the Red Sox fall six to two or seven to two. It's just like isn't that lining up to be exactly? That game in Atlanta on Tuesday is lining up to be exactly what all of Whitlock starts have been. It's really nice that there's an off day on either side of this series, Steve. 
Yes. I will say that. Because it does... That, part, that part's nice. It does give a, give a little bit of breathing room to the Groundhog Day effect that's going on. So who knows? Maybe uh, maybe we'll come out feeling refreshed on the other side. Hey, two off days could help this team. So far, nothing has. <laughs> Coming up next, we have your slide in the DMs and our closing thoughts. Coming up next on Inside the Monster. Alrighty, folks, we are back. Joey, personally, this has become my favorite part of the show. I love sliding the DMs. I love the participation of the listeners. Everybody out there, you guys are suffering along with us. All right, we're doing it all together, and the DMs definitely help. This comes in from Liz. Hey, Liz. At what point do I just start putting on games from 2018 instead? 96 is what you meant to say. 1996. Liz, Let's get this going. Get Let's, on board with the follow the '96 team. Trend. Maybe we'll do like a watch party. Maybe, maybe not tomorrow. I think I need Monday <laughs> off. But no, I, we all need Monday. We yes. all need Monday to do non-Red Sox things. But yeah. I think Wednesday. Maybe we can organize some kind of watch party of a '96 game. Well, I'll, I'll I'll do some digging and check our Twitter. Maybe it'll be something there. Yeah, I wouldn't be against just like. Simul like doing both of them, just having like a two screen experience where like on my laptop I got the '96 game going on at the same time <laughs> yeah. as the 2022 game, and be like, "Hey, Sox, Sox are up three nothing to '96." Bragg's looking good tonight. I know. Oh my god, yeah. I, I kind of think we're I kind of think we're at that point. Like I could really see like, oh, Mo Vaughn just went deep. Bovon just went go. deep. Jeff Wright has Another cleared the Mo bases. Yeah. It's the last year before Nomar. Canseco just hit a bomb. That is Canseco, right? 95-96? Yeah, Canseco's on that team. Yeah. 28 bombs for Canseco in 96. That's impressive. Should have had a lot more. Movon, Movon, 44 homers and 143. Don't RBIs. spoil the ending, Steve. I'm still watching. My I'm God. in the middle of the that season. Wasn't even, that wasn't even his MVP year. This comes in from Josh. Hi, Josh. If you could pick any Red Sox player of all time, who would be the best starting goalie for the Bruins? Ooh. That's a question I love first. Every, every one of these, we should just say Jose Canseco. We should just <laughs> always. <laughs> Backing him up, obviously, Darren Bragg. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Darren Bragg. Uh, okay, so this is a question obviously geared at Stevie Sticky Puck, do you want to go first, or do you want me to take this one? I'll I'll take this one. I think. See, here's the deal, Joey. Something that always mm-hmm. stuns me is when I see Bruins goalies or just any. I, I'm acting like I see a bunch of goalies. I, my example is that we saw Swayman up on the monster uh, a couple weeks ago. He was he was he had security acting all big time, and so he looks like. So many other dudes that would just be walking by on the green monster mm-hmm. that you would have no idea he's the guy with all the pads and you know making the crazy saves and whatnot. I'm always blown away by the size of goalies or the lack of size in goalies. You just mm-hmm. assume they're bigger dudes. So dumb Steve here would say some big guy like Pablo, but mm-hmm. I wanna I wanna go with someone that can, you know, is quick with the skates, can react fast can get the save that no one thought they could get. The glove is a big part of this. Um, 
I'm going to go with Dustin Pedroia. I'm going to go with Dustin wow. Pedroia as my Bruins goalie. I think he's he's scooping all sorts of shots. I think mm-hmm. that glove is is going to be intense. And he can just go left and right. He can quickly go left and right and and, and block some stuff. And this is like prime Dustin Pedroia. This isn't dead Pedroia towards the end. Yeah. Let me tell you, solid argument. I don't know if you had that had Pedroia as your pick when you started your reasoning. I didn't. I was just, I was like you Michael Scott. I was like, I don't know where this thing's going to end. So I, I just <laughs> yeah. kept buying time. Well, uh, let me tell you, stunning that you didn't go with a catcher. I feel like that's the kind of the move, yeah. right? Yeah, but who's your, what, tech? Would you go tech? Mirabelli. Mirabelli, okay. Yeah, because see, it's not about just sitting still and, you know, catching a hundred mile an hour slap shot or fastball. It's about reaction. And what does yeah. Mirabelli have? Reaction. That's what it takes to be a, a, a knuckleball catcher. So I'm going Doug Mirabelli. My backup pick is Minkavich, by the way. I feel like Doug Minkavich would be a good goalie. I can see it. So I like that JBJ. one a lot, Josh. Good good DM. Yeah, JBJ always comes up when it's like glove and arm and all that. But uh, Dylan goes JP Licks or Ben and Jerry's. I'm going to go with my recent pick here. I've gotten it delivered to me a couple times in the last few weeks after some tough losses. JP Licks. What JP Licks? Not over. Not like overall. I'm what? just saying no, like I right mean, now. What is that? You don't know what JP Licks is? That sounds so made. JP, like L I C K S. JP, in your defense, Joey, first off, I think you should know what JP Licks is. But secondly, if I were to make up an ice cream name, I would probably call it JP Licks. Like that does sound extremely made up. Dude, they don't even have not. a Wikipedia page. You're going to get look on at the me. images. Just look at the images. It's like a, a cow with pink behind it, and they got good ice cream. Okay. All right. I, yeah. It's going to turn enough. into it. This is going to turn into what we try not to do, which is free ads. What do you got? What What, what was your answer? You're You're going JP Licks. I'm going JP Licks right now, but all time you can't beat Ben and Jerry's, of course. I have never had JP Licks. I never had Ben and Jerry's until I was 18. Uh, so I'm still like new to Ben and Jerry's, relatively speaking, I guess. B and J's. There you go. This comes <sighs> in from Colin. He goes, "Is there a crazier stat than the fact that the Red Sox can't score more than two runs?" But if they had a competent closer, would only be a couple games out of first right now. One thing that people need to understand, uh, Colin, you included, is that just because they have nine blown saves, that's not nine games. You can blow more than one save in a game. So it's not like if they just won all of those nine scenarios, that equals nine games. I think there might be a little confusion there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is still a fair, your overall point is still fair. If they had a legitimate closer, I wouldn't be spending a half hour looking up every 162 scenario for the Red Sox through 29 games. Like I, we wouldn't be yeah. doing this all time stuff. So that part's fair. And there, there is a crazier stat, Steve. Uh, only one starting pitcher has allowed four runs this year to the Sox. Do you know who it is? One starter is allowed four to the Sox? Allowed four to the Sox, like one opposing starter. That's, first, let's just let that breathe for a little bit. Yeah, Ugh. that's bad. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, are they on the Twins? Uh, I don't I don't remember which of these two teams he's on. He's moved, He just moved recently. My guess would be... No, I I don't think that's. Um, I I don't know. I you got me. It is somehow Corey Kluber. Kluber. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> Corey Kluber, the one guy who has allowed four earned runs to the Sox this year. Sheesh. So this comes in from Ethan. All right, what's up, there's Ethan? There's something, right? There's something. There's something. <laughs> you know, you know, when you like kind of, I just kind of lost track real quick. I was trying to find the DM again, and I'm like, just say there's something. I don't there's really something. know if that adds <laughs> anything to. <laughs> no, Corey Kluber's giving up four runs. There's something. Hey, there's something hey, there we go. Maybe we can rally around that. Yeah, we can latch onto that. Uh, Ethan goes. I'm just concerned for the sanity and health of Red Sox fans. Someone is going to yeah. die soon if they keep playing <laughs> like this. Guys, lives are at stake. Someone is going to die. So how soon. does that? To, to Ethan's point, how does that happen? Is it just like another brutal loss? And, oh, you just die. Listen, just... dude. I'm hearing people lose their mind. I'm hearing, dude, on Twitter, on the radio. I'm hearing Red Sox fans going nuts. So I, I could see somebody just losing their head. I don't know. And just dying? Like, exploding, Steve. Exploding okay. from the inside. This comes in from David. Hey, David. He says, I'm sad. This comes Me in too. from Brian. Hey, Brian. Hey, guys. Love the show. Question for slide into the DMs. Well, Brian, it's slide in the DMs. When will the suffering end? Brian, we don't have an answer for you, but we're going to be here twice a week all season. So just keep joining us. And we'll ride this thing out, however it goes. This comes in from Holly. I actually do have an answer, Steve. To oh, what do you got? To what that last got? one. Um, it is uh, about four forty-seven p.m. on uh, Tuesday, August tenth, two thousand twenty-two. That's a long time. This comes in from Holly. Yep. Holly, or Holland? Yeah. Holly. Hi. Holly. What do you think it'll take for this team to get rolling? A big trade, someone getting sent down, a few big names getting called up, a coach being fired. I'm all for this team. Have been a Sox fan my whole life, but I'm getting 2012 vibes, and I don't like that. Holly, that that kills me here in the 2012 thing because this team's had a worse start than 2012. That's how crazy this has been so far. 2012, you look back at it as the, the worst year ever for the Red Sox, at least in a lot of people's lives, myself included. But this has been worse. I, what'll, I mean, to get the team rolling, there's too many things right now. Like, we just did a whole segment for, like, 40-plus minutes on the issues of this team. Not not one thing's going to get them rolling. Like, yeah. there's going to have to be a combination of things. A lot of guys in the pen are going to have to figure it out. Uh, anybody in the lineup behind JD is going to have to figure it out, even Kike included there. And... Down the list we go. You don't have a closer. You know, it's... it's. And, I don't and, know, Holly. And to <laughs> I what don't, I, we don't I, have the... Exactly. There's not some simple answer to this. No, there's not. And that's what I was saying earlier, is that everybody who thinks they have have the answer doesn't. Because there's not one. There's who knows how many. So I don't know what it's going to take to turn it around. One thing I did want to say on this, Steve, this is actually a pretty perfect segue into this point. Um, what's not going to get them going is this idea that, like, well, one guy gets hot, hitting's contagious, it'll it'll no. spread. If no. people are really saying that while Bogey's hitting four hundred, it's like do you not? Yeah, it's do you not see there I, is I guys? Who are I think hot? their point being one of the non-big three. Like I, I I I get that, but it's it's just not. That's that's how it goes when the bottom of your lineup isn't hitting like one forty. Like that that that's how it goes when there's other things that you can bank on. The Red Sox don't have enough things they can bank on right now. So one guy going's not gonna not gonna save you. Not gonna do it. Joey, last one comes in from Eric. Hey Eric. How you been? Hey guys, sliding in the DMs. Question for you. Now that Cora is supposedly shaving the beard, 
What are you guys willing to do to see this season turn around? I think Steve has to grow a beard personally to offset it. Love the show. Love you guys. Thanks for the podcast. I, I did the beard thing in 2020. I'm not I'm not doing that again. It was a mustache, whatever. Similar concept. Uh, Joey, do you have anything that you're willing to do? AC said he's shaving the beard. So that's that's a thing. Are you willing to do anything, Joey? I will cut my arm off, Steve. If I no, um, I don't. All right, I don't, that's a quote card. <laughs> I what would I do? Um, if they okay, okay, okay. If okay. they finish better than the the ninety six team, I'll get a tattoo of the record. I'll do Joey. that. Mm-hmm. It's about to get the team going. It's not like after all of this. It's like oh. like now. Like what would Porsche I do now? The beard Monday. Like what oh, are you okay. doing now? Oh, okay. What am I doing now? With a Even though that was it, you, that was a good sacrifice. I'm just saying. What what are you doing now? <sighs> Shave my whole body. I wax my whole body, head to toe. <laughs> I'll do whatever. I don't care. No shit. I don't care. <laughs> all right. All right. If that's that's what we're willing to do. Um, let's see. What am I willing to do? I don't. I brought the Reese's back, and like it worked. And then they just, and then Springer hit the three-run bomb off of Deakman. So like it was working. It just didn't have enough of an edge. And I, I still didn't really. I, I wanted the Reese's thing to be like a postseason thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. TBD, Eric. I think that's the thing you can't rush. You got to just, mm-hmm. you got to have it be natural. And if something natural comes up, then that's what it's going to be. I mean, the Sox haven't lost the game this year when Cora doesn't have a beard. That's so true. When you put it like that, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. they're undefeated in those situations. Wow. But closing thoughts, uh, I just want to say real quick, this is going to be a little little cheesy, Joey, but I am, I am super thankful for my mom. And today was a great Mother's Day. I know my brothers are out in L.A., so it makes it a little tricky when my, my two brothers aren't here. But I know not everybody had, you know, maybe the best situation growing up or the best parents or you had, it just wasn't like some easy, okay, you do X, Y, Z. I had the easiest situation. Like my parents were the greatest. I had zero complaints growing up. And my mom was a huge part of that. My dad's the greatest too. This is a mom themed thing because it's Mother's Day. But my mom's just the best. And it's, it's like when you sit back and realize, you know, kind of how much the people that matter in your life really matter it's just refreshing to know that you lucked out and I big time lucked out with my mom and she was just in the best spirits today always is keeps a positive attitude and it's it's something that I'm always going to be thankful for and I got to say my mom said it'll get better with this Red Sox team so I'm sticking by that it'll get better mom I fully agree Joey what is your closing thought Bobby Dahlbeck and Trevor Story, <laughs> they've got to figure they it out. Going. They got to get going. What do they got to do? Listen, listen. I started this year. I said, I said, well, but these guys are not going to do it. These guys are not going. I've been saying it since the beginning. Uh, love uh, my mom, and if Dahlbeck doesn't hit a bomb <laughs> in the next week, send him to Worcester. Give him a little bit to just figure it out. Set him to Polar Park. Oh, um, that's very that nice, man. That's very nice. That was very nice. Uh, wish I could say the same about my mom. My mom kind of <laughs> sucks. Was, that, 
Uh, that was very funny. That was very funny. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you. I love you too, mom. You're great and all. Uh, whatever. Uh, that wasn't actually my clothing thought. My clothing thought is actually about Bob and Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> You're like they gotta go. Uh, I I don't know. I don't really want to get into it now because I feel like we really like. No, I hear you. We just I probably should have gone last with the mom one. It's harder than just have something else after that. Yeah. Let me. All right. Let me one up you. Let me one up you. Let me one up you. Uh, yeah. My my mom. There you go. Is Tissues. even better <laughs> than, than Steve. Your mom. She actually uh, won what, Mom of the Year three years in yeah. a row. Where's your mom's plaque? Where, oh, do you think they give that mug to anybody? Um, we actually had do it real quick. Sorry to cut you off. We uh, had this like with my dad at the game the other day, and there was some dude wearing like a number one dad shirt. It's yeah. like. Those are the dumbest shirts of all time. Just like obviously we all know those. You know, that, yeah, yeah. I there's no chance. The odds that that guy is the number one dad is just there's no chance. Yeah, like are, you, all the are dads, you even ranked? You know. Yeah, and when you get that shirt, it's on a stack of shirts that say number one dad. Like this is yeah. Anyway, I, I, it was a big thing in high school. I used to buy the number one dad T-shirts and like the cool grandpa T-shirts. I, I wore those to high school all the time. And my, my running joke was always like, they don't even check at the register. They yeah, let anybody buy good. these. Uh, I can tell you've been saying that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, tough, yeah, man. I don't really have I don't really have a closing thought, man, because anything that I'm going to say is just negative. I'm I am honestly glad though that we did take the time to kind of sit on this one, digest it a little bit, because it was starting yeah. to feel like. I mean, I tweet I tweeted, I regretted what I tweeted after today's game. I tweeted whatever, and I, it's mm. not whatever. It's not whatever. It's May eighth. It's not whatever. You know. This season's not done. It's not done. It's not young men again. The '96 Red Sox started 10 and 19 and finished with 85 wins. Just match Steam 96, baby. Just it's match just, 96. You got it. Now, see here. What really quick? This is like closing thought part two, but it doesn't matter who they play anymore. I don't give a damn. I, it's the, don't look at the schedule of like, oh well, we got so and so coming up, and then maybe they like, like it's if it, it could be the Braves, it could be the '96 Bulls. I don't care who they're playing next. If they play in 96 Bulls, they would lose. That'd be stupid. But I don't care who they're playing next. You just got to get it going. All right? Excuses, throw them out the window. You got to find a way to turn this around, or else so many Red Sox fans around the world are going to have one of their worst summers of their life. That's just how this goes. That's how this goes. There's lives at stake, 2012, man. I remember, is one of the worst summers of my life because the team stunk. So... It's just time to turn it around. That's all it is, Joey. Just time to turn it around. It's time to turn it around. So that'll do it. Yeah. Episode 12 in the books. Our next show will be after the second game of the Braves Red Sox series. For Joey Capone, I am Steve Peralt. Go Sox, kid. Inside the Monster is a production of Odyssey in partnership with the Boston Red Sox. The show is produced by me, Steve Peralt. Our executive producer is Lena Glazer, mixing and video editing by Joey Capone. Special thanks to the Red Sox and Major League Baseball for their contributions to the production of this podcast. Mm-hmm.